Welcome to Worship Call with Bible teacher Buzz Lawback. Buzz is the pastor of Grace Chapel Bible Ministries located in Duncan, South Carolina. This ministry is dedicated to the verse-by-verse teaching of God's Word and discipleship programs aimed at strengthening the faith of God's people. Now here's today's message. Mark 13, 1 through 4. As he was going out of the temple, one of the disciples said to him, Teacher, behold, what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. And Jesus said to him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left upon another which will be not be torn down. As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter and James and John and Andrew were questioning him privately. Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign when all these things are going to be fulfilled? This is the second day of the week in God's created order. The 29th day of the second month of 2024 year of our Lord. And this is another fine day in the Lord. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity this morning to fellowship in your word. I pray, Heavenly Father, to thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for bringing us into your service. And I pray this morning that these things guide the speaker in accuracy and teaching and those that are in the sound of his hearing with accuracy and discernment as we continue to work these things out. In some ways, they're easy to understand. In other ways, they're, the depth of them leaves us questioning. But I pray, Heavenly Father, that Spirit will guide us in the teaching this morning and every day as we continue to grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in whose word and whose name we pray. Amen. Welcome to Monday as we... Begin another week, and I'm I'm glad you're here. And um, okay, we let me see, we're we doing all right up there. Yep. Okay, that's my monitor up there. So yeah, glad you're here. Glad you uh, had a great had a, a great time yesterday with Mike and Terry. And you know, it's we would love for you to be here. We wish you lived closer, and wish you you could be here in person. But it was nice hearing you. It was nice that you. To, to have an, um, so got some, got some, still got some tweaking to do with the setup that was kind of thrown together, and um, but let's see what we can do about tweaking and making it a little better. So we're studying the Olivet Discourse, and we've been studying it for the last eleven or twelve lessons, and this is a response to the question from the disciples of Jesus, specifically Peter, James, John, and Andrew. We we see these. We it's covered in Matthew chapter 24, which we're going to get back to. It also is covered in Luke 21, which we are going to work on a little bit. So I think we started some yet yeah, Friday. We'll continue on today. So, so we continue today with the Gospel of Luke, Luke 21:29. Then he told them a parable. Behold, the fig tree. And all the trees. As soon as they put forth tree leaves, you see it, and know for yourself that summer now is near. So you also, 
when you see these things happening, recognize that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all things, all, all things take place. Heaven and earth will not pass away, but my words will not pass away. So be on guard so that your hearts will not be weighed down with dissipation, drunkenness, and the worries of life that the day will not come on you suddenly like a trap. The, the Word of God throughout, and when it was written, you, you interpret from the time it was written. You look at it in context on who it was written to. You, and there is a context. The context here is tribulational saints. The signs in which they're looking through is that they are in the tribulation or in the great tribulation. Um, that not not the disciples here. So these disciples and those in the learning in this first generation will believe that they are in the rapture generation, as we as I believe we are in the rapture generation now. Maybe, maybe not. But they believe. But as he's talking to Peter, James, John, and Andrew, that in their mindset, they're not looking at... They have no clue that there's going to be 2,000 years lapse. Plus, we're going to have to say the rapture takes place from that time, 2,000 years plus. We are on the 2,000 years. But though... Listen, be careful. But though... Though we're talking about the tribulation and these words, don't think that it doesn't apply to us. Jesus' words apply. All scriptures God breathed. Are we to be on guard? Yes. Are we to be watchful for the schemes of Satan? Yes. Are we to properly discern the times in which we're living in? And the times in which we're living in are historical trends. As, as I see them as trends... I don't see them as signs for coming of the tribulation. But I do believe the stage, as I've often said, that the stage is being set for the, prophetic, for the prophecy to begin again. And uh, so Luke 21, 29-33 again. Then he told his, he, uh, them a parable, Behold, a fig tree and all the trees. And as soon as they put forth leaves, you see it and know for yourself that summer now is near. So, you also, when you see these things happening, recognize that the kingdom of God is near. Right now, the, the, the gospel that's going out to all the nations of the world is not the gospel of the kingdom. There's a review. There's a little bit of review for some of these in the past lessons. It, this is the gospel that's going out is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That gospel is to believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ and now shall be saved. This is the the calling out of the bride of Christ. This is the time in which we live in. We live in the church age. Church age began at the age of Pentecost. Jesus Christ has died, buried, resurrected, ascended. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And there is a bride. And that bride is being assembled. It's to fulfill what was in Genesis chapter 1, 26 and 27. That 
that uh, Adam will rule, that man will rule this earth, uh, male and female. That and the bride, the Jesus is the last Adam. We are the bride of Christ, and we will be co-rulers with Christ, and we will share in the inheritance with Christ. But the context of the tribulation is the tribulational saints, the the Jews as well as the Gentiles, the believing Gentiles in that time. And they must be looking for, the, and they must be discerning on the time in which they live. So Jesus speaking to His disciples. And what they do not perceive is the time lapse between then and now. So the first generation in the church age was in great expectation of the coming of Jesus. They they knew that he could be coming at any time and and really this is the the context by which Paul was writing the to the uh, believers in his time to Thessalonica and why he brought up first uh, Thessalonians four or he he wrote for first Thessalonians four about the the uh, the exit resurrection for that church because they were becoming dispirited. Their friends and loved ones were dying and Jesus hadn't come yet. So, when the last seven years of Daniel's 70th week commences, the gospel, the gospel that we know today that Jesus Christ provides eternal life for anyone that trusts in Him for it. And that is faith, folks. That uh, uh, that is entering into the body of Christ through faith, through hearing the gospel, the revel at revelation. Uh, Paul says that the gospel is the power of salvation first, first to the Jew and to the Gentile. And but when the church is taken, the gospel will the God the uh, that gospel that Jesus preached along with John the Baptist, along with those 70, will continue. And then that will, that it will be revived. And that gospel message that goes out through all the world, to all the nations that must be preached, is the kingdom of God is at hand. And um, that's going to be the gospel of that time. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And in this church age, in this body of believers... Paul writes in Galatians 3.28 There is neither Jew nor Gentile. There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male or female. For you are all in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. One thing that Pastor Bolander brought out is the fact that, um, and I thought this was an interesting point, Remember, you go back to Abraham, and, and he's telling Abraham, and when in a moment of doubt, he said, "Look at the, look at the. Well, maybe. Uh, well, he said, just look at the sand. If you could look, if you could count the the sand, if you could count the grains of sand, then you'll be also able to count your people. Okay, those that is the racial seed of Abraham. Let's say looking at that the the ground on there, so." But then, this is in the moment of doubt. He takes 
takes Abraham out. He said, look at the stars. If you can count the stars, then you'll be able to also count your descendants. The stars would be quite possibly the 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 spiritual seed of Abraham. It comes into the faith. The physical line comes exactly like that. Physical. But the the spiritual comes through faith. And through faith we are we are spiritual seeds of Abraham. In Abraham we are blessed and we share in the inheritance through Christ. So any other passages you can look at also Romans nine eight, Galatians three eighteen, and Galatians four twenty eight. In the dispensational view, I'm a dispensationalist. A dispensationalist is one that that looks at history at at certain period of time and certain revelation to the specific people of that period of time. But in that dispensational view, the church will be removed before Samuel or before Daniel's seventieth week, before the tribulation begins. Others argue that the church will be removed prior to the great tribulation, uh, which is the last three and a half years. They are they are deemed to be the mid trib rapturalist, I guess you can call them. Others uh, pre wrath. And still others say that the rapture isn't going to be happen until the very end of the tribulation that will be taken up and be like a yo-yo kind of thing. We go up, meet the Lord, and come straight back down. So I lean toward pre-trib still for a number of different reasons. One of them is that all emphasis is going to be placed on Israel and not the church. We live in a church age. Emphasis is placed upon the church age. So many good teachers take different stands. And uh, for instance, and I love both teachers. I love Dr. Walter Martin. Uh, He's gone off to be with the Lord. And Chuck Messler, who's also gone to be with the Lord. They both had one... Chuck Messler was pre-rat. Or pre... Not pre-rat. Pre-trip. Then you have... Walter Martin, he is post-trip. And then my brother, he is he leans more to pre-wrath for good reasons. And these, these men stand on good reasons. If you listen to them, they'll lay it out perfectly. It's not based upon... And it all comes down to hermeneutics. It comes down to the interpretation. But they can't all be right. Uh, somebody's going to be wrong. You know, and that's... Listen, and we live our lives in the light of Scripture. And we continue to work things things out. We stand on Scripture. We don't stand on doctrinal viewpoints or theological viewpoints and we we build up barriers around these things and and try to protect them. We we learn, we grow, we stand, and we apply on what we what we know. So again, I still lean toward the pre-trib Rapture that we're going to be out of here for a number of different reasons, and I won't disclose them. And again, I believe all emphasis is going to be placed upon Israel and the uh, that last seven years of the tribulation. So if if I'm wrong, and there's going to be those who are wrong, and they'll be discussing this in heaven, and 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 when the kingdom comes, and we're we're going to make it, folks. 
So these words of Jesus will be held on by a strong remnant of believers in that time that are holding on to the skin of their teeth. They're going through they're going through what the world has never seen before and what Jesus says that if it is not cut short that no life will no life will continue. So this and especially for the Christian or or I would say tribulational saints that they're going to be under a heavy barrage of of persecution. First of all, Satan, after he is kicked out of heaven with his angels, going to seek to destroy every every last Jew on this earth. And when they are going to escape, when they're going to successfully escape, many of them is going to escape out into the wilderness. Then he will turn his attention to the believing Gentiles. His goal is to cut off anyone coming into the into the kingdom of God which is just over the line the historical line because when the tribulation is over the return of Christ comes and the reign of Christ begins so while the world in the time of Jacob's trouble within the great tribulation people are eagerly watching there are people all over this world watching the drive-by media the fake news. You think it's bad now. Wait till you get there. Because the news media, as I, in my opinion, much of it as it is now, will be in the tribulation. Will be controlled by the demonic element. Will be controlled by Satan. It will be his news agency. He will be putting out and people will be breathlessly going to whatever news agent, CNN probably, and Others in that in that time, if it's during this time, and they'll be look, that's will be they'll be getting their information. Other more religious types will be going to false teachers, and they'll be getting their information there, being misguided there. But there will be that small remnant that they're going to be able to discern the time in which they're living. They're going to be living through the hell on earth. They're going to be seeing their loved ones die. They're going to see their loved ones beheaded. They're going, they're going to be in a place where they're going to be pressured to get the mark of the beast on their head or on their hand. And they will refuse to do so. And they will be in hiding. They will come to their religious meetings, maybe in a hole in the ground or, or maybe in a cave somewhere. Uh, but they will still be getting in their doctrine. They will still be getting in their Bible study under fear that they'd be caught and executed. That everyone and that's and when they hear the words being taught, see, it's going to be these words in that time. Again, I believe that we as a church will be gone, but there's going to be Jews and Gentiles alike that's going to be holding on to this word and that the tribulational saints and they're going to be reading the words of Jesus and seeing in the light exactly the way the the disciples that Peter, James, John and Andrew what what how they were taking it except these saints were will certainly be in a in a place that and they'll find their comfort in there not knowing whether or not they were going to survive the next day or not so, but nonetheless, 
They have heard the words of Jesus say as if Jesus was right there speaking to their hearts. Let not your hearts be troubled. And the word of the Lord tells them to know the season. To be able to properly discern it, which they have. To properly discern the times. And while the rest of the world remains in false delusion and holding out hope for this world leader to make all their problems right, they're going to be encouraged by such words as Luke twenty one twenty eight, which we'll come to, but we'll in anticipation for it. But when these things begin to take place, straighten up. Lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Again, we can apply these things in our own age. In our own age. And while there's not a specific signs that we're looking for for the rapture of the church, we certainly can look at the historical trends and properly apply the world for where it's at and know that we might be quite close to being taken out of here so we should be girded up with our staff in hand ready to exit this way remember remember when Lot was taken out of uh, taken out before the judgment came he had to hurry up and get out. He had a righteous, the righteous ones were removed before that judgment came. So these words in principle we can apply to the current age. The church, as we are to persevere when we are in persecution, without taking our eyes off the future hope, we know that our redemption is near. In context, Jesus is speaking about the believers in the great tribulation as the clock is drawing near to the coming of the Lord. Uh, and going back, coming back into our uh, in practical application and uh, for the believer now living in this age. And this is what we spoke of yesterday during the Lord's service. That, that we can give up hope that we can grow weary, especially when we're coming into the trials and to the tribulations, and uh, there's going to be a lot go on before before the rapture of the church. There's going to be a lot that the church will have to go through during this time as we're drawing near to that time. We don't want to fall short. We want to keep on pressing forward and persevering to to press forward to that high ground of spiritual maturity. And not fall away. To lean upon God's Word. And today, it is for, for those of us, I'm assuming you are, I am, I'm in relative peace. That there's, I have time now in the comfort of the time in which I'm living to grow in God's Word. To, to fortify my heart with the Word of God that I may properly discern the signs of the time. And then Jesus says in Luke 21.32 That's not what I'm looking for. I can get off there. 
Truly I say to you that this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth, that is what I'm looking for, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. And uh, this is kind of funny. Liberals, the the God-haters, are those that, oh, they reject God. They re- It's funny. They reject God. They say that there is no God, but yet they hate the God that they say that they, they, that doesn't exist. They dismiss His authority, everything. So, people like that has to be. They they're scared of everything. They're scared of global warming. They're scared of the diminishing ozone. They're scared of war. They're scared of uh, environmental issues. And they say if it's not, it's left up to us to. To, to save the planet. This was going on for years. It, even, I, if you remember, Tim, we were when we were watching. Remember Sunday morning cartoons. Remember so, this all. Be, you know, even in our schools, in elementary schools, they were talking about it is our responsibility to save the planet. Now, there's a difference between good stewardship of the environment and the concept of crusade er, crusader arrogance in saving the planet. And even our superheroes, Superman and all of them, went on to remember that they went into this environmental kick because they were the protectors of the planet. Uh, once again, if you're going to dismiss God, you can be scared of everything else. But the Lord says these things are going to happen. This is the stage. This earth is the stage. Can you not understand that it will not pass away? Until and this is what Jesus said. It's not going to pass away until all these things. The great showdown is coming. The showdown that we saw back in Genesis three fifteen. Genesis three fifteen for uh, and the Lord speaking to the to the serpent that I'll put enmity between you and between the woman, between your seed and her seed, and he's going to crush your head and you're going to wound his heel. That's the great showdown. That's what we're driving forward to. The stage is here. It's not going away. The earth is the stage. Colossians 1.15-17 He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created, both in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones and dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. Luke twenty-one thirty-four. Be on guard, so that your hearts will not be weighed down with dissipation or drunkenness. In the worries of life, and the day will come on you suddenly like a trap. For it will come upon all those who dwell on the face of the earth. But keep alert at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all things that are about to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Wow. Kind of interesting. You know, when you read these verses, eh, go back, we just watched again through the um, Lord of the Rings, and you can see the uh, J.R. Tolkien was is a was a believer um, back in the World War One period, 
And he wrote these things. And you, when you're watching that movie, you see the issues of good and evil and, and the progressiveness of the struggle between good and evil all the way up until the coming of the king. So the Lord says here, be on guard. And this word, in Luke one thirty one, be on guard. Bring it up. And this word, and the Luanida is prosuko. Prosuko, and it's to be in continuous state of readiness to learn of any future danger, need, or error, and to respond appropriately to pay attention to, to keep on the lookout for, to be alert for, to be on one's guard against. You know, there are the survivals, and they're prudent. They're looking at the times, and they're stocking up on food, on water, on the things that they're going to need in event of disaster. And I do believe that it's prudent to be ready for a disaster. Noah no, did not Noah not do that. What did he not make ready for for the deluge that's ahead? But one thing that we certainly must, and, and there's one thing about about being prudent. But be sure that part of your preparation or the priority, I should say priority of your preparation, is the preparation of the doctrine in your heart. Of the Word of God that you might be able to properly discern what's going on in the world around you. That you might not be deceived. Listen, those who are equipped with the Word of God, those who are equipped, those who have Bible doctrine in their heart, those who are the disciples, this is what this was the thing that uh, the Great Commission to go out and make students disciples. I'm afraid that in our time, discipleship is not the most popular thing to do as Christians, and it should be the number one priority in our lives to equip our hearts. Because if you do not, if you are not equipped in your heart, you will be deceived. False teachers will come in and they will cater to a willfully ignorant saint who they mean well, that they're very much sincere, but they're dumber than dirt when it comes to the things of God. They think and they feel. They say, well, I just feel this and I feel that. So um, that's where we must end today. We're going to pick this up, Lord will and Spirit guide tomorrow with the importance of the Word of God and what it is that uh, we need to be protecting our hearts. So, let's close out in prayer. Father in Heaven, thank You for this day. Thank You for this opportunity of fellowshipping in Your Word. And I pray that as students of the Word of God, we'll continue to look at these things as good variants to make sure that these things are true. May we find application and this all-important doctrine, the Olivet Discourse. May our eyes be fixed upon the coming of our Lord and our Savior. May we be, even in our time, seeking first the kingdom, putting the priorities of our work here with our perspective of the kingdom to come and walking in your righteousness as our first major order of business in this life until we are taken out of it by rapture, 
or by death, that we will remain faithful to as being your bride. And these things we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Alright, it's another fine day in the Lord. Keep your armor on. Keep fighting good fight of faith. Lord willing, Spirit guide, rapture pending. We'll be back here in the morning. You can hear this message again, as well as previous lessons, and get notes by visiting us online at www.gchapel.org.